Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast contains audio extracted from the Harry Potter Theory Extra YouTube channel. Hey everyone, welcome to another installment of Harry Potter Theory. Today, we'll be discussing the history of wizard medicine as we know it. When a witch or wizard uses their skills to heal themselves or another, it is referred to as a specific branch of witchcraft and wizardry known as healing magic. Although it can be performed by just about anyone with magical abilities who has knowledge relating to this field, those who are properly trained wizarding medical professionals are referred to within the wizarding world as healers and medi-wizards. The primary responsibility of both healers and medi-wizards is to tend to the wounded and treat the sick, and from what us muggles can tell, they appear to be the magical equivalent of doctors, nurses, and medical health professionals in our world. It's unclear whether or not there are specific ranks within this branch of magic, but considering Madame Poppy Pomfrey, a healer at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, was noted to be a matron, it stands to reason that there is some sort of seniority system in place throughout this field, as there is with our muggle doctors and nurses. That said, while we may be able to draw certain similarities between our medical professionals and the wizarding world's healers and medi-wizards, it's important to note that magical society does not seem to share this sentiment, or at least Ron Weasley did not, sharing the following exchange with Harry in 1995. Are they doctors? Doctors? Those muckle-nutters that cut people up? Nah, they're healers. In terms of the history of healing magic, as is often the case with trying to identify the origins of a particular branch of magic, it's unclear when exactly it became a concentrated field of study. However, considering the sheer number of spells, potions, and known medicinal applications of magical creatures and nature, it's likely that healing magic has been around for a number of centuries. Not to mention the fact that, even to this day, many tales of old about witches' brews and potions are ones that center around muggles approaching a person from the wizarding community and asking for a fix or a cure for ailments and diseases. As such, it would seem that magic has long since been associated with healing. While some people speculate that there is a distinct difference between a healer and a medi-wizard, with the former being more like a muggle doctor slash nurse, and a medi-wizard being more like a medic or field doctor, it's unclear if these two roles are really all that dissimilar. The theory that they are different has likely come about due to the fact that it's medi-wizards who tend to things like Quidditch matches, sporting events, and wizarding tournaments, treating injuries out in the field where they happen, in comparison to healers, 
who almost always work exclusively in medical institutions. Speaking of magical medical facilities, while of course there are many small infirmaries in existence, such as the hospital wing in Hogwarts Castle, the largest and most well-known wizarding hospital in the United Kingdom is St. Mungo's Hospital for Magical Maladies and Injuries. Founded in the 1600s by a wizard healer named Mungo Bonham, the hospital is located in London, England, and magically concealed within a condemned department store building in order to not draw too much attention to the witches and wizards who go in and out. Due to its reputation and size, it's believed that St. Mungo's Hospital for Magical Maladies and Injuries is the primary care center for more serious magical injuries and diseases within the region. It even has its own emblem, which is made up of a wand crossed with a bone. While this emblem can presumably be found throughout St. Mungo's Hospital, it can also be seen upon the uniforms of the hospital's healers, which are robes made of a lime green material, both of which caught Harry's eye the first time he visits the institution during his fifth year at school. Witches and wizards in lime green robes were walking up and down the rows, asking questions and making notes on clipboards. Harry noticed the emblem embroidered on their chests, a wand and bone crossed. It's presumed that other areas of the world have their own primary care centers and wizarding hospitals to treat the magical population within their region. However, the details of these other medical institutions remain a mystery. In any case, in order to become a healer, at least within the United Kingdom, a witch or wizard must first acquire excellent marks within the related fields of study during their time as a student at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Specifically, students must graduate having taken a minimum of five newts in which they have received a mark of outstanding or exceeds expectations. Required courses include potions, herbology, charms, transfiguration, and defense against the dark arts. Students at Hogwarts who wish to become professional healers are also eligible to participate in a work experience program provided by St. Mungus Hospital for seventh year pupils. As we've briefly touched on, there are several different ways of performing healing magic, with the primary methodologies being spells, potions, and medicinal applications from nature. In terms of spells, there are likely more than we could ever recount here in today's video. However, some of the ones that we've heard of include a pisky, a healing spell for minor injuries, Ferula, a bandaging charm used for injuries, Reparaphors, a spell which reverses the effects of minor ailments like paralysis, and Vulnera Senentor, the counterspell to the curse Sectum Sempra. For potions, there are also an innumerable amount of brews that can likely be found within the healing branch of magic. Over the years though, we've only learned of a few, like Pepper Potion, a brew which is said to cure the common cold, Skelligro, a potion that reproduces bones, and stewed horned slugs, a potion brewed to treat boils. And finally, there are the many applications of nature that healers use to treat witches and wizards who suffer from various injuries and ailments like wolfsbane, a flower good for calming a werewolf, chocolate, a tasty treat that will also help with recovery from a dementor attack, dittany, a powerful healing herb that can mend minor wounds, bubotuber pus, slimy discharge that helps with complexions, and Phoenix Tears, a healing liquid known to mend deadly wounds. While many of the above are used to cure and treat a large number of maladies, it's important to note that not all injuries or conditions can be treated successfully with healing magic. Most notably, healing magic is usually unable to treat or cure ailments that have also been caused by magic, 
That is, it can typically cure muggle diseases and injuries and even the odd magical mishap. However, a large number of magical maladies are incurable or irreversible even with spells and potions. It's for this reason that Professor Alistair Mad-Eye Moody was unable to grow a new leg or replace his eye, as his injuries were sustained in a magical duel. Instead, he was required to replace his leg with a wooden peg and his biological eye with a magical one. Likewise, the insanity experienced by Neville Longbottom's parents was irreversible due to the cause of their condition, torture by way of the Cruciatus Curse. Even Bill Weasley's horrifically marred face could not be healed due to the fact that his scars were inflicted by a magical being, the werewolf Fenrir Greyback. There are also a number of diseases and ailments that are exclusive to the wizarding world and that must be treated with healing magic, in which the results are never guaranteed. A few examples include Black Cat Flu, an infectious disease only found within the wizarding world, Dragonpox, a contagious disease affecting witches and wizards that's potentially fatal, and Mumble Mumps, a magical ailment that causes mumbling and swelling in the face. The final note I'll make today on wizard medicine and its history is that it has never once been known to successfully treat death and bring someone who has passed on back to life. And with that, we've come to the end of today's video. What did you think? Did I miss anything? Please share your thoughts in the comments below, and as always, if you enjoyed this video, don't forget to like it and subscribe to the channel. Until next time, remember, it does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live.